0: Welcome to day twenty-six of season two of "Shaped by the Word," the drama of Scripture. I'm Paul Camp here with uh, David Keith, Cindy Camp, and Matt Kreski, and uh, we come to Genesis chapter twenty-four. Uh, we've just, uh, you know, in our last, you know, time together, talked about the the talents that God gives Abraham to hold freely the son that He has given them, and uh, here we find um, Abraham coming to the end of his life and making further provision for the promises of God and still in the text, the promises of God are hanging by a thread because there is just a single son and the single yeah. son does not have, you know, a wife. And this is Abraham's uh, desire to get a wife, you know, for Isaac, not from the land of Canaan where he'll be drawn away from, mm-hmm. you know, God, uh, but uh, how God is faithful to his promises still is, is the, the great nation of Abraham is just one. Right now, <laughs> it, it, it was two. He and Sarah. I know it's going down to one. And <laughs> you see it uh, yeah, as you move. You move in that. This is one of the longest chapters, uh, you know, in Genesis. And uh, you know, I've been in the habit of trying to read Scripture through every year. And I get here and I go, this, "This is way too much detail in this passage. Can't we hurry up and get through it?" And we need to realize that when an author slows down and gives us this much detail, repeating elements of the story three times. You know, through the you know through the entire story, we're just going to cover half of it today. That he is drawing our, t- he wants us uh, to see. You know, he wants us to slow down and read this text and to see. You know, God's provision in this moment and how God is being faithful to His promises to Abraham. So we pick up in a, uh, chapter twenty-four and with verse one. Matt, why don't you uh, pray for us before we read the text? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we um,
1: thank you for the the grace that we have in christ jesus that we can draw near to you with confidence knowing that we are accepted and loved chosen by you found in you and we also thank you for the the reminder that as we do draw near to you you draw near to us and and that's what we ask father this we read your word you would draw near to us use it to transform us into the image of christ not just that we would know more about you um Not that we would have just a greater knowledge of of Scripture, um, but that we would have a deep and vibrant uh, relationship with you, Um, Father. So fill us with with wisdom, with knowledge, with insight, um, with your heart, and with your character. Um, Father, would we be your people in this place, and would your word accomplish its purposes in us? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Genesis chapter 24. We'll read half the chapter you know, today and we'll leave you hanging till Monday when we'll pick up the story on the other end. Just a reminder that we have provided for you a reading from the Psalms in the weekend just as a change of pace, but not only as a change of pace, to prepare your hearts as you move toward the gathering of God's people on Sunday to worship together and to focus our hearts and minds on him. Uh, Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. Abraham was now very old. He was 100 years old whenever uh, Isaac was born. He's now very old. And the Lord had blessed him in every way. He said to the senior servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heavens and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living, but you will go to my country and to my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac servant asked him what if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land Shall i then take your son back to the country that you came from make sure that you do not take my son back there abraham said the lord the god of heaven who brought me out of my father's household in my native land and who spoke to me and promised me on saying to your offspring i will give this land he will send his angel before you so that you will get a wife for my son from there if the woman is unwilling to come back to you then you will be released from this oath of mine Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master, Abraham, and swore an oath to him concerning this master. Then the servant left, taking with him ten of his master's camels, loaded with all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for Aram Naharim, and he made his way to the town of Nahor. He had had the camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And then he prayed, "'Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today "'and show kindness to my master Abraham. "'See, I'm standing beside beside the spring, "'and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. "'May it be that when I say to a young woman, "'Please let down your jar that I may have a drink,' "'and she says, "'Drink,' and I'll water your camels too. "'Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. "'By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master.'" Before he had finished praying, Rebekah came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who uh, was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels, too, until you've had enough to drink. So he quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well, drew more water, and drew enough for all of his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. And then he asked, whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there any room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She answered him, I'm the daughter of Bethiel, the son that Milka bore to Nahor. And she added, we have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night. Then the men bowed down and worshiped the Lord God, saying, Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on a journey to the house of my master's relative. The young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Now, Rebekah had a brother named Laban, and he hurried out to meet the man at the spring. As soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arm and had heard Rebecca tell what the man had said to her, he went out to the man and found him standing by the camels near the spring. Come, you who are blessed by the Lord, he said. Why are you standing out here? I've prepared the house and a place for the camels. We have a, uh, you have to love this, you know, the servant. Uh, He has been around Abraham and he has adopted the faith of Abraham. It's, it's somewhat distant and impersonal to him. He speaks of God as Abraham's God, but so will all of Israel speak of God as Abraham's uh, Abraham's God. And uh, he has the same confidence, you know, that God is going to fulfill his promises to Abraham that Abraham himself had. And so you see an expansion of, you know, the first you know, few verses where we're introduced, you know, to Abraham, that God is, is, is blessing him Matter of fact, you, you see that at the beginning of the text, he had blessed him greatly in every way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you see the fulfillment of those promises. And of course, when you have ten camels loaded down with good things, you know that that's you know one suitcase. You carry a lot of good things in one yeah. suitcase. But when you have ten camels loaded down, you know with, not all your stuff. With with, with good things, you know, that's uh, that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty nice indication of a, a, of blessing. Or just when you have ten camels, you already have a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, we learn a, a lot in this passage, right, of of how God's continuing the the promise to Abraham forward through the line mm-hmm. of Abraham, but also just that fulfillment of of this covenant, you know, relationship. We've we've talked mm-hmm. about this some, where you know God tells Abraham, you know, I will bless you, but then He also says, you know, I will bless those who bless you, and and we're watching the outworking of that as well, where. Um, this servant you know comes to know God is you know Abraham's God because mm-hmm. underneath it by being connected to Abraham he's entering into the blessing of that relationship and um, just a reminder of God's continuing to fulfill his promises um, and, and you also have to love um, mm-hmm. even how they refer I want you to swear by the Lord the God of heaven and the God of earth you know just understanding rightly that God's not just the God of the promised land or you know, not just my but, but God mm-hmm. is sovereign over the entire scope of things and, and mm-hmm. we met that back in Genesis one. That's know? right.
0: In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, which is a mirrorism for everything that it is. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. above us and everything below us. You know, God has you know, God has created and he's sovereign over it all.
2: Well I was kinda of tracking with Matt too because I feel like um, There's just this hint. Not always easy
0: to track. That's good. I'm glad they were
2: doing that. Good job. Just these beautiful hints of the relationship that Abraham lived this long life getting to know the Lord. He is, if I'm not mistaken, he started out not even knowing who God was, you know, and it was kind of like now he declares that he is the, the God of heaven and earth. And he even says, the Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land just a lifetime of God's faithfulness to this man. Uh, Obviously, we've seen him fail miserably. um, But I just love the the beauty of this. And I also love that he swears by God's name. Um, You know, as he's dealing with the master, I mean, there is, Abraham has seen God's faithfulness and his sovereignty, and I love that.
0: Yeah, and actually, it's usually pretty easy to track with Matt, and uh, just kind of, kind of pulled that one out of the hat just a little bit. to poke at him. Yeah, you know why not? You know, why not? Uh, but it is, uh, uh, you know, you you uh, uh, see the nice movement of God, you know, uh, in all of this. That uh, you know, the very woman that comes uh, to pour water is is from Abraham's you know family, mm-hmm. and uh, is everything um, everything that. Uh, Everything that you would look for, you and know, look for in a wife, you know, for you know, for your your, your son, uh, in this moment, she is a, a deep servant's heart. Mm-hmm. She does exactly as the servant, you know, has asked her to do. A, enough water for ten camels. That's not, you know, that's not just a an easy task. Uh, and then a generous, you know, generous provision for you know, for this man and for this servant, you know, as well. And what an interesting, you know, uh, first introduction. Here's a nose ring, two, two bracelets.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. you
0: know, which makes me kind of wonder about Thank the dress
2: codes.
0: She seems to like them. She's wearing, she's wearing them yeah. in the next chapter when she shows up back at yeah. home. It's one of the first things Laban notices. Well, where'd you get the nose ring and the bracelets?
2: It was interesting to me that um, Abraham was very insistent that his servant go, you know, back to his native land and, and not choose a woman from the land of Canaan. And so, I mean, it's just, there again, Abraham is, believes in this promise and is even himself, you know, protecting. And probably knows his own, you know, failings and how his son could stay there and fail. But, yeah, it's just protecting.
0: protecting well, you do see place. Abraham as a man uh, between two countries
2: but mm-hmm. not
0: having a country of his own
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and of course that's how the writer of hebrews describes him he was you know looking for a city whose author and builder you know w- was god and so it, it wouldn't be you know he did not want you know he did not want the uh, wife for his son to come from uh, canaan mm-hmm. and to you know be part of all of the uh, you know idolatries of that nation but nor does uh, he wanted his son to go back to the land where he came from, and the idolatries that will be you know, part, of, you know, part of that, so he's a man without a, out a country, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want either world to influence you know, the, the continuing promise and mm-hmm. to protect the promise. And of course, he's fulfilling you know, what, uh, what we saw in you know, Genesis chapter 18, uh, teaching his you know, children after him to walk in the way of the Lord mm-hmm. and to pursue justice and righteousness.
3: And I really like the um, the servant's response in, in verses 26 and in and verse 27 after kind of given this really important task by Abraham to go and find a wife for Isaac to kind of continue this promise of, of offspring. He has this really big task going to a land and the people he didn't know and he, he prays, which is kind of unbelievable to see there. And then in that we see God at work and, and bringing Rebecca and then, you know, he's he, just really hoping he, and he even asked Abraham earlier, like, if I'm not successful what's going to happen you know like he's probably has these doubts and these worries about the task he's been given and yet in all of that he sees God's faithfulness to his master Abraham and then he praises the Lord for that not just for being faithful to Abraham but for also even helping him in this small little task of, of going and finding a wife and I so love when he's looking back at, at God and seeing who God is and his faithfulness that it, it doesn't just cause him to go okay cool but he actually wells up and prays and in worship, which is just absolutely the right response, isn't that a fun little
0: phrase? You know, verse fifteen. Before he had finished praying, <laughs> it's almost like, well, wait a minute, I'm not even through. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not even through praying, but God has already answered his mm-hmm. prayer. And, and of course, we know, you know, that that is that is true for us as well. It doesn't mean God's timing is immediate, but it means God is always working, you know, to answer our prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and God is attentive to the prayer mm-hmm. of, of his people. Mm-hmm. And so he, whether we see a media or not, we do know that uh, because of our covenant relationship with him that uh, we have his ear and he is eager to hear our prayer and to answer according uh, accordingly when we pray you know, his will. And we're also grateful that sometimes he refashions the things that we hope for you know, in order to give us you know, something, you know, something better as well.
1: I love what he prays for too, you know, he praises that he would know God's kindness. You know, and he's like, Would you show mm-hmm. your kindness towards Abraham? And then he says, And if you do all these things I'm asking you to do, I'll know that you are kind And then when he does worship him, mm-hmm. you know, he says, uh, Praise be to the, the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my to um, to my master. Mm-hmm. And well, what a just a great reminder that the Lord delights to put on display his kindness and his faithfulness and mm-hmm. um, I, mean, I, just, I, I just love that little note the kind of threefold repetition of you know he prays for the Lord to show his kindness he does this kind of strange request and mm-hmm. and the Lord does you know continue to show his grace and his kindness towards Abraham
0: and of course it's also uh, God's kindness to us you know mm-hmm. as Paul would say you know that has led us to repentance Mm -hmm. or god's desire that his kindness would lead us to repentance Mm -hmm. and a heart of worship and so this passage in many ways is a call for us to take all of our concerns before the lord and cast them on him because he cares for us Mm -hmm. and to live a heart of thanksgiving not only for the provisions of those small concerns that we lay in front of him but for the greater grace we have in his provision showing his kindness to us through the lord jesus christ Mm -hmm. heavenly father thank you for your kindness your mercy Mm -hmm. thank you for many ways that you meet us with uh, these graces that remind us of how deeply you care for us and father may you um, may you call our hearts to affectionate praise Mm -hmm. thank you that you have a god or a god who is worthy of praise and thank you for the privilege of tuning our hearts to you in praise And may you continue uh, to do your work in us through Christ Jesus. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.